On About Books, we delve into the latest news about the publishing industry with interesting insider interviews with publishing industry experts. We'll also give you updates on current nonfiction authors and books, the latest book reviews, and we'll talk about the current nonfiction books featured on C-SPAN's Book TV. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome to About Books. This is Book TV's program and podcast, which looks at the business of publishing. Joining us later is the publisher of Regnery Books, that's Thomas Spence. But first, here's a look at some publishing news. Well, the 2022 Pulitzer Prizes were recently announced, and some of the book winners include Nicole Eustace for Covered with Night. It details a 1722 killing of a Native American and how that affected the American judicial system. Also winning in the history category was Ada Ferrer's Cuba and American History, which looks back at the last 500 years of that nation. Now in the memoir category, the winner of the 2022 Pulitzer Prize was the late Winfred Rembert's Chasing Me to My Grave, his remembrances of growing up in the Jim Crow South. Well, generally, new books are published every Tuesday, and here are some that came out this week. Former Attorney General Eric Holder's look at voting rights is entitled Our Unfinished March. You'll see him soon on Book TV, as well as Trump Administration Defense Secretary Mark Esper, who has a memoir out, A Sacred Oath. Also, longtime presidential advisor David Gergen looks at what he thinks makes a great leader in Hearts on Fire. And Tariq Ali takes an alternative look at a longtime British icon in Winston Churchill, his times, his crimes. Now in other news, two book festivals have returned as in-person events this month. The Gaithersburg, Maryland Book Festival takes place in the town square on May 21st, and the San Antonio Fair happens at the Central Library that same day. Also want to note that the Senate Chaplain Admiral Barry Black has a new book coming out. It's for children, and it's called A Prayer for Our Country. We also want to share with you some of the current best-selling nonfiction books. This is according to Amazon. Former Defense Secretary Mark Esper's memoir of his time in the Trump administration made the list in its first week of publication. Bill O'Reilly and Martin Dugard's Killing the Killers is a look at how the U.S. hunts terrorists. In This Will Not Pass, New York Times reporters Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns recount the 2020 election and the first year of the Biden presidency. And finally, former Vanity Fair, New Yorker, and Daily Beast editor Tina Brown 
looks at the British royal family in the palace papers. Well, as promised, now joining us is Thomas Spence, who is the president and publisher at Regnery Publishing. Mr. Spence, is it fair to call Regnery a niche publisher? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose that's fair. Uh, we publish um, books on a pretty broad range of subjects, but we specialize in nonfiction and uh, we specialize in books that are in some sense conservative on conservative topics or from a conservative point of view. And is that is there a large market for that? There seems to be, yes. <laughs> we, we've been in this market for 75 years. Uh, as of this, this is our 75th anniversary in 2022. And we've always been in that market. About, oh, 20 years ago, around, around 2000, um, Regnery was um, selling lots of books by conservative authors to very large audiences. And the large New York publishing houses noticed that and um, saw that there's, there's gold and then there are hills. And so they all established a conservative imprint of their own, which have, you know, we've been competing with ever since. But uh, it's, it's a large market. Um, and the market becomes uh, larger, I suppose, or more robust uh, when the uh, White House is occupied by non-conservatives. And, and so right now, the, you know, our audience is pretty large. So when the White House, as your predecessor, Margie Ross, used to say, what's good for the country is bad for regnery and vice versa. That's, that's our motto here, yes. <laughs> so some, so mm -hmm. some of those other new conservative publishers include Sentinel, Broadside, Crown Forum. Are you all competing for the same pool of authors at this point? Sometimes. Um, the, the, my, all I know about the, uh, the conservative imprints at the New York conglomerates is you know, just what I can observe as an outsider. I don't have any insider information. But it, it, you know, watching them over the years, different imprints seem to wax and wane, be more active at different times. Um, but generally, the uh, New York conservative imprints are, you know, you might say they're opportunistic. They, they, they look, they have deep pockets, so they can pay very large advances, and they are are looking for books that are going to be you know, blockbuster sellers. At Regnery, we love to publish blockbusters as well, but that's not all we do. So we we have lots of books that are that are more what you call mid-list books um, that are that are you know not going to be bestsellers but but serve our market uh, for those we're competing you know less frequently with the new york houses we we try i guess i would say that uh at regnery we believe we know our market you know, better than anybody else and so we try to acquire books intelligently and not not just um not throw money at, at projects um i mean sometimes we'll throw money at projects <laughs> if we think it's worth it but but in general uh the the new york publishers are going for celebrities 
big name politicians, wh whatever. But they, they I, I think it's fair to say they don't publish nearly as broad a range uh, of conservative books as as we do. Sometimes sometimes we we do find ourselves competing against them, but it's not most of the time. Mr. Spence, you've talked about the New York publishers. You're not based in New York, are you? No, we're we are in Washington D.C. Uh, right here in the swamp, I think a couple of blocks from you. <laughs> What's the uh, advantage and disadvantage of that? Yeah, Regnery was actually founded in Chicago and uh, was there for a number of years. It was Al Regnery, who's the, the son of Henry Regnery, our founder, moved the company to Washington, D.C. I'm not sure. I think in the maybe the late 1980s, around 1990, maybe. Um, it, we find that it is an advantage to be here just because our books are on political subjects. So as far as just being, yeah, acquire, acquiring books is all about meeting people, right? It's just lots of networking, uh, just getting to know people and people who are writing books on political subjects tend to be in Washington, D.C., or at least come here. So it's it's a convenient place. We, we could do it from somewhere else. Uh, I don't, I think, yeah, the other uh, conservative publishers uh, are for the most part in New York. Uh, I don't know that there are any others of any size here in Washington, but it's it's good for us. We're, we're conveniently located for meeting the people we need to. And plus, since Washington is, you know, the imperial city, no matter what you're publishing on, everybody comes here at some point. Thomas Spence, over the last 75 years, who are some of the authors published by Regnery? Oh, well, <laughs> there's been a lot of them uh, for 75 years. The, the early authors uh, were some of the most important figures in uh, the early conservative movement. Uh, so the the establishment of Regnery Publishing in 1947 coincides almost exactly with the um, the emergence of you know, what you might call the modern American conservative movement. So some of the important early writers were Russell Kirk. Uh, Henry Regnery published Kirk's uh, most famous and important book, The Conservative Mind, that really in, in many ways was the, the foundation for the modern conservative movement, a book that's still in print, still sells like crazy. Um, he discovered, Henry Regnery discovered a, uh, a young recent graduate of Yale named William F. Buckley, who had written a book about his experiences there called God and Man at Yale and published that uh, about 70 years ago. Um, launched Buckley's career. Most of the uh, important conservative thinkers uh, of the 50s and 60s published at Regnery. In, in the years since then, um, oh, you know, it's hard, it's hard to even know where, where to begin. Recently, uh, I would say nowadays, to give you an example of the kind of people that we publish, we have a number of politicians. Um, Senator Josh Hawley is about to publish his second book with us. Senator Ted Cruz. Um, we have uh, important conservative thinkers like Yoram Hazoni, who's the uh, the leader of the 
what's come to be called the national conservatism movement, uh, both in the United States and Europe and in his home country of Israel. So uh, it's hard to find a, a major conservative thinker or writer who has not published with, with Regnery. I could add to the list uh, Whitaker Chambers, Wilmore Kendall. Um, anyway, goes on and on. And a U.S. president has published with Regnery as well, Donald Trump. <laughs> yes, Donald Trump published a book with us before he was uh, president. Uh, that book came out just as I arrived at Regnery myself, and I think in about 2012. Time to get tough. Yeah. What was your first role at Regnery? I came to Regnery uh, in 2012 as an editor. So I was acquiring books and and editing them, doing what we call the lead editing, which is you know the the person who has the the first go at the manuscript. Then later on, it goes to copy editing, where it gets tidied up and and prepared uh, for the printer and all of that. So I was one of the leaders or senior editors here. I did that for eight years. That was a job that was so much fun. It was the perfect job. I, I knew it couldn't last. And, and a couple of years ago, our uh, publisher, Margie Ross, whom you mentioned a minute ago, retired. And um, I, was, I was left holding the bag. So now, now I'm managing the place. I don't, I don't get to do any editing. But uh, there, there are other advantages to this, to this job. But I, I came as an editor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, you mentioned Senator Hawley a minute ago, Mr. Spence, and early in your tenure as president and publisher, there was quite a kerfuffle about his book and who was going to publish it, et cetera. How did that, how did that all pan out? That's right. Uh, yeah, I, I became publisher at a very interesting time in, in, in 2020, uh, of course, just as the pandemic hit. And then I guess about a year later, uh, there was the, the, the election, uh, Trump versus Biden, the disputes about that leading up to January 6th. And uh, different people will give you different interpretations of, of what happened specifically with Senator Hawley on, on January 6th, but um, from, from my own observations, I think the story is that he um, he was there, aware of, of certain irregularities uh, in the in the election. Uh, a lot of it, the result of the uh, sudden and dramatic changes in the voting rules because of the pandemic, and he he was planning to uh, question. I think I forget which maybe Pennsylvania's electoral votes. Um, when the when the Congress met to certify the vote on January the sixth, um, when he was arriving at the Capitol, he saw a group of Trump supporters and he gave them kind of a a fist pump, uh, I think the equivalent of a thumbs up, 
that was taken by some as uh, a sign of incitement. Um, immediately after the uh, riots or the incursion into the Capitol on the 6th, Senator Hawley delivered a, an impassioned and emphatic denunciation of, of what had just happened. Um, however, he, he had a book under contract at that time at Simon & Schuster. Uh, it was eventually published as the, the Tyranny of Big Tech. And a number of employees at Simon & Schuster decided that he was complicit <laughs> in, in the invasion of the Capitol on January the 6th, and it was unconscionable for Simon & Schuster to publish his book. So they, they canceled it promptly. That got a lot of attention. Uh, we went after the book immediately and were, were able to, to sign it up. And we, we published it a uh, short time later, that, that spring. And it, it was a bestseller and did very well. And in fact, uh, you mentioned he's got a second book coming out that you're publishing as well. Part of your role, besides being an editor and the editorial director, is the business side of publishing. And I have three issues I want to bring up with you. Number one, okay. mm -hmm. you do work with the New York houses, don't you, when it comes to distribution and getting your books out there, et cetera? We do, yes. What's the, what's the relationship? Let me explain that, yeah. So uh, a publisher, any publishing house, has a couple of uh, you know, sort of basic functions. One is to acquire books, <clears throat> edit them, and print them. So to produce books. And then uh, in some ways, that's the easy part. Then you've got to sell them right, after, you've, after you've printed them. You've got to sell them, you've got to distribute them uh, through the various trade channels, you know, get them to bookstores and so forth. So uh, most independent publishers or smaller publishing houses like Regnery uh, use a distributor to help us with that second part of the job. So we, we don't have our own warehouse we have a distributor that warehouses the books, takes the orders, fulfills the orders, collects the payments, and so forth, and sort of handles the, the nuts and bolts of distributing the books. And uh, a few years, we have used different distributors over the years. A few years ago, um, we moved over to Simon & Schuster. So most of the large uh, New York publishing conglomerates offer a distribution service. So they, they've got gigantic warehouses, you know, very sophisticated systems and that they use for themselves. And then they also take on clients, other publishers and, and handle those things for them. So um, we work with Simon and Schuster uh, in half for the last, I don't know, five years or so. And I have to say it's, it has been a very satisfactory relationship. We have, we have not had, we have no no complaints. We've we've been happy with Simon and Schuster. It was, you know, a little. There were some questions <laughs> when when uh, Simon and Schuster Publishing canceled Senator Hawley's book. We jumped in and took it, 
there was a lot of uh, attention in the press uh, uh, about that. And um, we, we noticed, you know, like, oh, let's see, we're distributed by the same company that just canceled this book, you know, how's that going to work out? Uh, but they, there, there was no problem. The uh, distribution side of Simon's business is very professional and they, they did their job. So that's, we hope, we hope things continue that way. Issue number two, as we all know, inflation is happening in the economy. How is it affecting the publishing world? Inflation, well, we've been raising the prices of our books <laughs> as, as, we, as we print them. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I'd say that we're affected probably in the same way that, that everybody else is. Um, what's affecting us particularly and in a special way is the uh, some of the, uh, the supply chain problems that you read about of course many businesses are affected by those but the, the printing industry is kind of a mess right now uh, they are they are struggling valiantly and they're getting the job done but but it is there's getting paper and and, and getting books out is much more difficult than it's ever been before. Uh, again, we don't we don't print our own books, and very few publishers do. We use book printers, and um, we used to be able to get a book printed in a couple of weeks if we needed to. Sometimes even a week. Those those days are gone. It can take several weeks and sometimes months to to get a book printed. That's a problem if you've got a book that has uh, succeeded beyond your expectations and you need to reprint, can't do that very fast anymore. And that was my third issue, which Sorry, was the supply chain, the supply chain yeah. issue. So thank you for addressing that. Mm -hmm. On an average, a author hands you a manuscript. You accept mm -hmm. it, et cetera, from that first handoff to being in a bookstore. What's the time frame? Ah, uh, well, not to be evasive, but <laughs> it's kind of like asking how long is a string, right? <laughs> um, because books, uh, everybody, well, the, the intro, one of the most interesting things about being in the book business, uh, one of the most maybe difficult, but interesting things is that every product is unique, right? We're not just rolling off, uh, thousands of copies of the same widget, right? Uh, so everything about each title that we publish is unique. But, uh, so some books, particularly for a public, for, for Regnery with our, where we do so many books that are on political subjects, current events, uh, sometimes those, the, the time in which we need to get a book out is very compressed. Um, so I would say if it's, if the book though is not what we call a crash, um, it takes maybe about a year, you know, it can be a little less, a little more. It, it depends on all the other projects we've, we've got working on, uh, that we've got that we're working on. So, but I would say an author should expect a year to maybe a year and a half uh, before, you know, from when he finishes his book to 
the time that it's, it's published, available for sale. Um, it, can be, it can be substantially faster than that if, if need be. So Senator Hawley's book, uh, for example, The uh, Tyranny of Big Tech, now a lot of the work was already done uh, when we got it. It had been, you know, it was written, somewhat edited. We had less work to do on that than usual, but we got that out in a, in a few weeks. Um, I think the our our world's record, and I still don't know quite how it, how we did it. Uh, it was a book that we brought out a few weeks ago, uh, a biography of President Zelensky of the Ukraine. Uh, that was a book that came to us from an Australian publisher. So they they had a couple of authors who were working on this project. They asked us if we'd be interested in doing a U.S. edition. Uh, but we said, yeah, sure. You know, when when will you have a, something ready? And they said, well, you know, we've got a lot. We're working on it. We said, okay, stop now and send us the manuscript. So they basically did. Uh, and and we had that thing out from the, the day that we first talked to these Australians about the project until the day that the book was available for sale was, I think, under 40 days. So that's that's pretty fast and and we had our printer uh i'm not sure if somebody sold his soul to the devil or how they <laughs> how they pulled that off we got very lucky as because that was the main question was how fast can this thing be printed and they did it for us so so anywhere from 40 days to two years i would say and finally, what are two or three books that are coming out this summer that you're excited about from Regner? Ah, the the book that I think I am personally the most excited about is is called Conservatism: A Rediscovery. I just happen to have a copy of it here by Yoram Hazoni. He's an an American political philosopher who um, born and raised in this country, went to Princeton. Uh, but his his made his career in in Israel. He runs a think tank in Jerusalem, and he, as I mentioned earlier, he has spearheaded, uh, you, you know, you might call it a movement. I don't know if it's that organized, but uh, it goes under the name of national conservatism, which is a sort of a rethinking of what conservatism uh, should be all about, particularly in uh, the United States and and Western Europe, and how conservatism relates to uh, liberalism, uh, liberalism in the in the classical sense. <clears throat> it's it is a brilliant book, provocative, but uh, I think compelling. It's the book I'd say since I've been working here, one of the ones that I'm I'm definitely the, the most excited about. We'll have a book coming out uh, from Senator Cruz uh, pretty soon um, on the called, let's see, Justice Corrupted on the weaponization of the justice system. So that's a much more, you know, kind of political, political book. Hazoni's book is political, but it's political theory. Senator Cruz's book is, is on, you know, a really uh, important, uh, political issue, which is the, the, 
what we call it, the weaponization of the justice system, the, 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 the left uh, commandeering of criminal laws, investigations, and so forth to go after their political enemies. I think it's, it's an important book and one that will, uh, that will do very well. Senator Hawley's book, which is, is on manhood, not really, not a terribly political topic at all. Uh, well, it's, it's on why, why republics need good men to survive. And it's sort of the masculine virtues, pretty politically incorrect. Uh, but again, a very compelling, sober argument that that will be out. That's not this summer. That that's a little, little farther down the road. Um, but those, those are the, some of the titles that come to mind. Well, I, I guess our next, actually our next biggest big title is coming out in a couple of months by Dinesh D'Souza, who has published many books with Regnery. This one is called 2000 Mules. It's about uh, ballot harvesting and potential fraud in the 2020 presidential election. He just released a uh, documentary film about it that has made quite a splash. This is the book version. It will be a, a much fuller presentation of the argument. So that oh, the signs for that book, 2000 Mules, are quite promising at this point. Thomas Spence is the president and publisher at Regnery Publishing. We appreciate your joining us on Book TV. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here, and I enjoyed talking with you. And thank you for joining us for About Books. About Books is also available as a podcast on the C-SPAN Now app or wherever you get your podcasts.